Today on Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures, we're talking about Brian Adams' Heaven. We have in studio with us today Brian Adams' tambourine player. We're going to be talking about My Best Girl on a Country Road in an Old Truck. And we're going to be talking about the movie that essentially inspired this song. So sit back and relax while we take you to heaven. Before we begin an episode of Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures, we always take the song that we're going to feature and we listen to it. And I feel like just a few moments ago when we listened to today's song, I felt like all three of us kind of found a transcendental moment. I felt like we were in heaven. <laughs> is that is that too much to say? Well, I loved it and then you hit that meatball. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we should say there is a third. We have Kate Angle joining us again. Uh, you may remember her from our Berlin Take My Breath Away episode. Welcome back, Kate. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Frank. Pleasure to be here as always. Heavenly, some might say. <laughs> Save it for the podcast. No, I thought we started <laughs> oh, recording. Right, yeah. We're recording, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. And baby, you're all right. Kate, we brought you on for this episode specifically because you have actually met the man, the myth, the legend, Brian Adams, correct? If by met you mean was featured as a solo tambourinist, then yeah, Frank, I absolutely but met But you Brian interacted Adams. with him. No, I never spoke to him, but actually. did he look at you? Yes. You were on stage with I Brian Adams. I was on Adams. stage with Brian Adams. You interacted musically. <laughs> I interacted so musically. So Kate didn't just hang out and get a autograph signed or whatever she played on stage with brian adams she's part of the brian adams universe she is part of brian adams heaven now is this true that linda evangelista picked you out of the crowd and brought you on stage it's sort of like that okay so uh it actually starts with trisha romance okay if you're familiar with trisha romance at all a local uh painter um my friend jen and i we were in the brian adams fan club and yep. And so there was a benefit concert and there was a dinner beforehand and we were seated with Trisha Romance and her husband and another couple. And when we got to the concert, turns out that we were sitting with their friends and Trisha Romance and her husband had front row tickets. So they swapped us their front row tickets to sit with their friends at the concert. So the moment when Brian Adams goes to call someone out of the crowd i like summoned everything and screamed pick me like so loud so loud so it was really i selected myself to yeah. get on stage but then linda evangelista was there because it was a benefit for a breast cancer center that mm -hmm. was being opened and she's a another local celebrity like myself sort yes. of thing you know <laughs> yeah. so and she and i played the tambourine uh while brian adams 
did the rest of the work, you know. That's fantastic, though. <laughs> what, what song was it? Oh, it was Summer of 69, okay. of course. <laughs> oh, perfect. I can't imagine you playing tambourine to heaven, but, uh, no. you know. Yeah. It, w- it would have been a nice tie-in, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let this go. Well, we, I, you want to delete that? I could, you know, make it up. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't lie on this oh, podcast. Okay. I have never told right. an, a half-truth ever. <laughs> no, you believe everything you say to be true. <laughs> <laughs> if I believe it enough, it's got to be true. Now, we also don't talk smack on this podcast. However, I do want to ask this question. Maybe I'll cut it out. Is it true that Linda Evangelista can't really keep a beat on the tambourine? It was hard. It was... The the four four rhythm was challenging. It was it was challenging, but you didn't tell me that Kate I, was a I musical kept... expert. Four four time, like what's that? <laughs> the intimidation that I can I see on your face. <laughs> yeah, I need yeah. to do more than just look at Wikipedia for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I d- I mean, if you had to compare the two tambourinists, I feel like I took that one that night. You know, well, I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Brian, when you go on tour again, <laughs> we got a tambourinist ready and willing to join you. Very much so, yes. Let's go through a little history of Brian Adams. Can we do that? Yeah, so we, we featured Brian Adams on one of our uh, earlier episodes, actually with your husband, David Kitchen. I know. And, um, <laughs> oh, you know he's your husband. <laughs> he and- was keeping it so secret for the last, like, what, five, six years? <laughs> Um, we did, um, everything I do, I do it for you, uh, from the Robin Hood soundtrack. Uh, but we didn't really jump into Brian Adams's history. No. So, um, Brian Adams, born in Kingston, Ontario, good Canadian boy, I guess, but, uh, spent a lot of his time between Canada and England where his dad was a uh, diplomat. That explains why he has an English accent once in a while in conversation. Oh, yeah, and so kind of like uh, Kevin Costner, right? <laughs> yeah, but this one actually is kind of believable. I'm like, come on, Brian, what's with what the fake English accent? But now I realize it probably is kind of real. Yeah, they right. would have grown up. Yeah. With it. I feel so yeah. bad, Brian. I'm sorry. I, I made jokes about it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things well, I gotta I gotta get guilt free. At least he didn't tell jokes about it on the podcast, because we don't talk smack here. No, we don't talk smack here. Unless it's about tambourinists not keeping a beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get out of bed in the morning without a four... F- no, no. Four, four times <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, so he, he kind of splits his time between Canada and England, but then kind of, he settles uh, in Vancouver, where he starts his musical journey. Um, and actually dropped out of high school at 16 just to become a musician. Wow, I did not know that. I did not know that either. Yeah, well, thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> Helps a lot. Who's the star now, Kate? <laughs> and then it leads to a record contract at some point. He's he's lead singer of a band, what was it yeah, called? A band called Sweeney Todd. Yeah. And, and at 16 years old, too. Like, right. he was really young. So we have him already starting early. So he's a bit of a uh, wonder kid yeah. sorts. Is it Wonderkind? Wonderkind. <laughs> Wonderkind. I think it's Wunder. Wunderkind. Wonder okay, kind. gotcha. Yes. Okay. So he's, there's something special about him already early, mm-hmm. from what I gather, in that he's being courted by record companies pretty early, leaves Sweeney Todd, I think, just yeah. to kind of get his own writing contract, maybe, I yeah. think? Yeah, so he starts a partnership with uh, Jim Valance, who was the drummer from the band Prism. 
uh, another Canadian band. Mm-hmm. I believe they're Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they, they start uh, this songwriting team and just start cranking out uh, songs for people. And I guess in the in the background, like he's working on his own stuff as well. So he releases a couple albums. Yeah. Uh, the big one, I think, is Cuts Like a Knife. That's kind of what put him out there. Right. First two didn't do so, so hot. Yeah. But then you get Lou Graham on backing vocals on Cuts Like a Knife, yes, which we right. re- referenced recently. Yep. And then Reckless comes up. And now Reckless is a huge album. Yeah, this is the one that puts him out there. Now, Heaven is featured on this album. However, it was not originally written for the album, but yep. for a movie. Are we going to talk about this movie now? I, th- I think we need to talk about the movie a bit. <laughs> I think we have okay. to. movie it was featured for was called uh, One Night in Heaven, which sounds like just a bad adult film. I only watched the trailer for it. Bill, you watched the entire thing. I did. I watched a fair amount of the movie. I did watch the very beginning and I watched the end. Oh. And then I watched bits and pieces of the middle. But yeah. So here, here's the plot for you. It's a, uh, I think it's a professor who ends up falling for a stripper who happens to also be her student. And she gets into this affair with this stripper. And her husband at home who's unemployed finds out about it. Spoiler alert, I'm just going to give away the movie. I the... don't think anyone's actually okay. seen it or is going to <laughs> okay. see it. So I think All right, okay. if you are going to watch A Night in Heaven, maybe hit that 30-second button, go ahead. But at the end of the movie, which is where I got to, is like, all right, skip, skip, skip. He uh, takes the male stripper, puts him on a boat, makes him strip, I guess. Is that ironic? We never know what that word means. No, anyways. I okay. don't think so. So anyways, he makes him strip, has a gun, and the guy keeps crying about how he doesn't want to die. So this is the unemployed husband. That, the unemployed that, husband yeah. is like, has got the gun out, and then he ends up shooting the gun, and the guy falls down, but he's just shooting into the water. And he says, I'm not crazy. I'm just pissed off. And then he gets into his boat and leaves the guy in this other boat, naked in the middle of the water and then the stripper says hey what about my clothes and the guy has this zinger he says well i hear you do better without them on <laughs> okay anyways gets back home and his wife comes home and they decide that they're going to reconcile and make things work now the reason i'm giving you this preamble which i <laughs> i apologize to everybody <laughs> for giving the preamble is it opens with the husband leaving his job or wherever he's working for, uh, for minimum wage. I guess he's, for some reason, he can't get work. Mm-hmm. He's at a hospital and he drives this bike. But it's one of those bikes where it's like, maybe you know this, Frank, where your legs are kind of pedaling. Or oh, a recumbent bike. Yeah, recumbent like, wait, bike. We're, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it opens with the husband driving this recumbent bike for three and a half minutes because it's the entire Heaven song at the beginning. <laughs> and he's just he's just taking the bike along the river. He's very happy. He's in a very good mood. Yeah. And they play the entire song. Oh, wow. And he gets to see his wife and he says, hey, do you want to play hooky? And she says, no, I got to go to work. So th- that's how it opens. And uh, at the end of the movie, when when she comes back home and he's waiting for her and they will sit together and decide to reconcile, you'll never guess. They play 
the entire song. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. A lot of exposure for uh, for Brian Adams, but also for the actor who played the stripper because he would have been exposed for a <laughs> totally good chunk of the movie. <laughs> totally. And it's just like, it's very odd. And it's very 80s in the sense that the directing just feels so bad. Like the acting is bad. And it's, there's scenes that just feel cut really strangely. Stripping scenes are really odd too. Everything about it's weird. But what bothers me is that the director is the guy who directed Rocky One. Oh, really? Yeah. And this, and this is, is after Rocky yeah, One. This is, and it's terrible. Like it's oh, panned wow. and it's a huge failure. But after this, he does the Karate Kid. Oh, which is great. On. So just really bad meat in that sandwich. Yeah. But then he also does, I believe he does two, Karate Kid 2, which is good. Oh, okay. I think he also did Karate Kid 3. Oh. And you know what else he did? Rocky Five. Oh. Okay, so I feel this is on par with Rocky Five. Yeah, okay. All right. I think I've talked a lot about this <laughs> you movie. talked a lot about this movie. <laughs> Listen, it wasn't a night in heaven for me. I did not experience <laughs> that at all. So uh, this leads to this not being included in Reckless because Jimmy Iovine, who produces it, who's a pretty famous producer, yeah. who uh, Bruce Springsteen has worked with and everything, mm-hmm. says he doesn't feel the song fits the album, even though it's a really good song, yeah. which is insane. When you have a song this good, who cares whether it fits the album? You just yeah. put it on the album. Yeah. At the very last minute, Brian Adams changes his mind, puts Heaven on the album. Yeah, because Brian Adams also was just like, ah, it's doesn't really, it, it, it doesn't really fit. Like, he kind of didn't like the song at the time. Well, because he probably watched that movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was awful. This totally fits Reckless. You know why it fits? Because the theme of Summer of 69 is pretty close to the theme of Heaven. Oh, thinking about our younger years. Oh, yeah. And Summer of 69 is about thinking back on younger years. But this takes it a new direction. Yeah. When we get to our lyrical analysis. Yes. Actually, I want to just... Before we get to lyrical analysis, Kate, could you tell us how you became a member of the Brian Adams fan club? When did you become a huge fan of Brian Adams? Probably, yeah, somewhere in the mid-90s, I guess, you know, around the um, 18 till I die kind of years, but then went back and liked all the classic stuff too. I think I actually like became a member of the, there was like something, it was like one of those cereal box type things where you could mail in yeah. and get something back, put, you know, pay probably $9.99 or something at the time. And yeah, mailed it in, became a member of the fan club. My friend Jen, like I said, was joining as well. So we were just two kids who liked Brian Adams. He wasn't even, it sort of speaks to my high school right. <laughs> experience. He wasn't that popular. But, you know, we liked him, so. Well, so Kate, you liked a singer when you were in high school that your um, fellow students probably wouldn't have been into because it would have been passe. A little bit. I mean, yeah, like he wasn't the most popular thing happening in the 90s, but. Well, let's talk about Frank and uh, my experience. Uh, I was a big Phil Collins fan. (laughs) Yeah. At the height of grunge. Frank? I had Michael Bolton CDs in high school, so... You were in good company. Yeah. I think that's it, yeah. I think I think you're beating both of us. Most, <laughs> most kids were into the grunge scene. Yeah. And Jen and I were going to Brian Adams concerts. I'd like to think our listeners totally get what you're talking <laughs> oh, about. absolutely. You're welcome to the community. I feel like your listeners are my, would have been my people in yeah. high school, too. 
I think it's time we talk about this song. Yeah, absolutely. The opening 15 seconds really struck me. It's really nice. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to, to, uh, it's just, it just eases you in. It's like, I don't know how, to, how else to explain that. It's just a, a, a nice gradual entrance into the, into his like low gravel voice. Oh, I agree. I mean, I have written down here. It's really nice. Like what <laughs> I said, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That type of language is the type of language you say when you're ready to break up with someone or not not go on another date. I think the one time I broke up with someone, I said they were nice. <laughs> the first 15 seconds, I wrote down the electric keyboard with the plaintive guitar creates that pensive, nostalgic feeling. Which is the Webster's definition of nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, so I not that it's nostal- it's nostalgic now yeah. hearing it, and then it wouldn't have been. But it does have that feeling of creating this sort of comfortable space to go back, which is what yeah. the song immediately begins with. Yeah. So this song, because it, it came out on well, it was released. It was never released as a single as part of the movie, but it it still got some airplay. But when it came out with the album. It's 1984. So when we were seven, seven, heaven, it makes sense, right? <laughs> I've been waiting all podcast for that. <laughs> oh, I don't even know that's going to make it, Frank. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> 15 seconds in. Oh, thinking about our younger years, there is only you and me. We were young and wild and free. Now nothing can take you away from me. We've been down that road before, but that's over now. You keep me coming back for more. This is where I feel the summer of 69 is invoked. Yeah. Young, wild, free, which is all about summer of 69. And now this is a song that takes place in sort of the future. Oh, well. Like in the summer of like 72 or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let me try that again. Because summer of 69 is about looking back. And yeah. this is also about looking back. Yes. But this has a different feel. Yeah. This is looking back when you have something there in your arms. Yeah, still presently there, right? But looking back together. It's a wistful looking back. Yeah, it's it's a collective looking back. So in the narrative of the story, if there is one yeah. here, was there a gap for this couple? It sounds like there was a little bit of a tension in there because we've been down that road before, but that's over now. You keep me coming back for more. So it sounds like perhaps... There was a road. Yeah. And Brian Strait. I, yeah, I'm curious about that road because yeah. it's like, it, I love the notion that, but now I think is the word I, I liked. Does anyone else have images of like 
a dirt road in the country and there's just like one tree and a field and everything. That's the road they're on. Oh, yes. Okay. That most definitely. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 It's exactly well, it's exactly how I pictured it as well. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't help but get that image from how the instrumentation work. It That's guides true. you there. So we head up we head into that chorus from yeah. here on in. Baby, you're all that I want when you're lying here in my arms. I'm finding it hard to believe we're in heaven. And love is all that I need, and I found it there in your heart. It isn't too hard to see we're in heaven. I got some questions. Okay. Okay. There feels like there's some words missing here. You're all that I want. You're lying here in my arms. I get it. And then he says, I'm finding it hard to believe we're in heaven. Why would he find it hard to believe we're in heaven? Because he doesn't imagine heaven being like this? Maybe he can't believe his luck. Okay. That's my guess. I think it's that they came back together. Uh, No. Maybe. Like, yeah, I'm finding it tough to believe. If, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's not saying, I, I'm i finding it, is this heaven? Like, that doesn't make no, any it's sense. Iowa. I think it's them. Yeah. Or, or well done, Iowa. Frank. Wait. Oh, my goodness. Field of Dreams? Yeah, Wait. very good, Kate. <laughs> Ke- <laughs> Obligatory Kevin Costner reference. Thank you. There have been seven so far, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Kev's Se- <laughs> heaven? Heaven seven. seven. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, that's it. All right. Okay, that that helps me actually cuz before I'm like, well, why would he say it that way? Was he missing words? But okay, he's he can't believe his luck. That's a good I way. Think so. Okay, yeah. good good job you two. Got me back on track. I feel like we should be the English teachers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love is all that I need and I found it there in your heart. Okay, it isn't too hard to see we're in heaven. Okay, he found it hard to believe, but now it's not too hard to see. Yeah. He's come to terms that he's lucky to be where he is. Right. I think. I feel like that's a that's a really uh nice. <laughs> this is going to drive me crazy. <laughs> You're saying nice every time I'm trying to find a better word. It's Brian Adams' nicest song. It's a it's a fitting image for when you feel like you are found the thing that that's it. And that that's all that matters, or that's the most important thing that matters. You can build your life around this. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I feel like it well, resounds with me. Also, I'm wondering if, like, when he says, um, I'm finding it hard to believe we're in heaven, if he's saying that as if, like, I don't deserve to be here in heaven. Like, we're here in heaven. Like, why are we here? Or why am I here with you in heaven? Maybe that's because he's has this amazing thing with him. Mm. Did I just objectify her, calling her an amazing thing? No. Okay. No, the thing is love. It's a little thing called love. Crazy little thing called love. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. All right, verse two. Oh, once in your life you find someone who will turn your world around, bring you up when you're feeling down. I really like this because that literally is what turning your world around is because it's actually not just literal, it's figuratively literal where he says, brings you up when you're feeling down, because it's 
turning things around. Oh yeah, you see what it's doing there. Yeah, I, I I really like that lyric. Yeah, nothing could change what you mean to me. Oh, there's lots that I could say, but just hold me now, cause our love will light the way. Uh. So I'm I'm wondering what like so there's lots that he can say, but he's not going to say it. So just hold me now, because our love will light the way. Mm-hmm. So they're in a cave. <laughs> like I don't understand that necessarily, but you know it works for me. It's like it's just. We're on, it's unspoken at mm-hmm. this point, maybe. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is where like, when it's love, yeah, there are no words to say because Extreme understood this. Yeah. There's more than words. <laughs> it's more than words. <laughs> yeah. And so it isn't a song like more than words where it's like, hey, I need more than words. It's like they're already there. And so I like that line. There's lots that I could say, but really it's just being held. That's all that matters. That's true. Yeah. I like being held sometimes. (laughs) Uh, So we get a chorus. And then thank you to GeniusLyrics.com. We don't even have to ask the question. Yeah. It goes straight to the bridge. To the bridge. Well, yeah. In in the chorus, um, when, uh, if I can jump back just briefly here. It's like when it says we're in heaven, that's when you get this nice little guitar rip right in the middle of the uh of the the uh chorus there. Yeah, I think I mean Keith Scott, he's been his guitarist like forever. Forever, forever and ever. Well, we see it in all the videos. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, he just he's always there and he's a recognizable face. Mm-hmm. So I I remember watching the video for this, like, oh hey, that's that guy who is also in Can't Stop This Thing We Started. That's yeah. that guy yeah. who's in this and he's always sort of ever present. Well, Actually it looks like Brian Adams kind of keeps the same people around. I think, I think he does. Probably does. Except uh the drummer on this was the drummer from Journey. So uh, and sorry, I'm I'm talking song history here a little bit, but Brian Adams was opening for Journey at the time, and they had that big song, Open Arms, which was massive for for Journey. But then Faithfully, Brian Adams loved the song Faithfully, and he wanted he basically wanted to copy the song. So uh, him and Jim Valance write the song, and the studio musician that they, the studio drummer that they had, had to take off early because he had a commitment to Hall & Oates that day. So... Brian Adams calls up Steve Smith, who's in New York at the time where they're recording, and he comes down and plays the uh, plays the drum track for the song. Oh wow! The one article I read, just like what better way to uh, rip off a song than have the like one of the musicians of the band you're ripping off play on the on the track for you. I'm forever yours, faithfully.
I was listening to Faithfully before I came here too, just to kind of get a oh, sense such of it. A good song. And so I was thinking about how Heaven does come out of this, but it's not a ripoff because it, it does its own thing. But there are definite similarities. For sure. Sorry, I, I completely sidetracked us here. Yeah. But uh, back into the lyrics, the uh, the bridge yeah. you were talking about. Is that where that drum fill is? Uh, there's a drum fill. It comes in a couple. There's a, yeah. I think, well, there's a couple drum fills in there. Yeah. I've been waiting for so long for something to arrive, for love to come along. So back to the story of the song. When they were young and wild and free, they were together. And now he's been waiting for so long. So this is a bigger gap Yeah. between this. For something to arrive, for love to come along. Now, I love when he says now in this song. So now he says in the first verse, and now we have it. Oh, I shouldn't say now. Wait. This time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> so there's now in the first verse, and this time there's now in the bridge where he says, now our dreams are coming true. It's happening. And he kind of punches that now, too. Yeah. He? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Through the good times and the bad. And then... The line. Kate, what's that line? I'll be standing there by you. Yeah. Then there's yeah. that nice little uh, oh, again yeah. that guitar rip. Oh, it's great. The guitar starts to speak, and this is yeah. one of those songs where the guitar is speaking actually throughout it and underneath it. And I think this is what I really like about Brian Adams' songs is that guitar feels like a voice. Yeah, and and he doesn't do a lot of like like instrumental breaks in his songs. I feel like the the, the guitar runs underneath it. Is that fair to say? Or I'm I not think so. thinking about his music well at all. I, I really <laughs> should go back. I'm like, in my head, I'm speaking so confidently. If you say it enough, it's true. We established that earlier. That's right. <laughs> That takes you to um, the chorus. Well, the end chorus, yeah. And it keeps going. Yeah. Now, I think it hits... Can I ask you about your favorite part? I feel like we we probably have the same favorite part. Well, I for me, it's... I mean, it's, it's obvious. It's in the chorus, but it's in this final chorus. And um, it goes... Um, I'm finding it hard to believe we're in heaven. And then he goes... And love is all that I need. But the way that he... And love is all that I need. Yeah. And he just really emphasizes and hits that that line. And that all is is all. It's everything, right? Yeah. It's just... It 
it smacks of emotion. Okay, what about you? Favorite part? Um, I like I like that. Like once in your life, you find someone who will turn your world around, bring you up when you're feeling down. I just I like the sentiment and the sentimentality yeah, I like of that. The it's of just that sweet, too. Yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is nice. And I love the whoa. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Whoa, that right at the end. <laughs> all that I need. Yeah. yeah. All that oh. I want. You're all that I need. And then it keeps going. But yeah. here's what I like about the ending is like as they're fading it out, the band is starting to go nuts. Yeah, and then yeah. you hear this drum fill as it's yeah, fading yeah. out. And it's like, I think they start rocking harder yeah. as they go to fade, which I've yeah. never remember hearing in a song where it's like, oh, wow, they're now they're going crazy. So yeah. it ends with them kind of going up and he's just fading away yeah. just like their love is not fading away no the song is fading away but it's just going <laughs> but, the, but the love is just going even stronger the love yeah. is going nuts yeah <laughs> it's a nutso love oh i thought nice was a better word than nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's pretty quick lyrical analysis yeah the song is awesome i love oh, listening to it i love listening to just the sound of it and I feel I could just float in a lake if I could float. I have to skull. I can't float. Yeah. Like, can you float? No. Oh, no. no. Can no. you I'm float? A well, if I have like a life jacket on. <laughs> a friend of mine said that 99% of people should be able to float. And I've never been able to float. So I can only go and, and I have to pretend to float. So I skull, which is like yeah. moving your hands like flippers. Yeah. You have bronze medallion. Kate, how far did you get in your uh, swim I got training? bronze cross. Oh. Ooh, bronze cross. I got bronze medallion. Did you get no, your life No, I, I didn't do any of those levels. Did I get my star nationals? One, star two? Do you know how to swim, Kate? I, <laughs> I do know how to swim. <laughs> do you know how to float, Kate? <laughs> I can't float, but I do know how to swim. But I went to the Y. Yeah. I got the poly. Like we were, I'm, I feel like I got polywogs and like, you know, frogs and amphibians and like those were the levels right, that right, i went okay, through right, all right so I, I got i can you. i can not drown okay well then we can all picture this because we can all swim we can all swim yeah <laughs> so i can picture myself out in the middle of a lake listening to this song yeah and just floating now of course i'm taking uh, at a, night though at night the stars are there because yeah. it's heaven that's oh, right. right now of course i'm really just taking the scene out of immortal beloved with gary oldman where they're oh, playing yeah. beethoven <laughs> great scene by the way Movie wasn't as good as I thought it should be. Yeah. Was it better than uh, One Night in Heaven? Oh, it's a hundred times better. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> when you hear this song, where do you picture yourself? For some reason, I'm in black and white and I'm in an old truck. Just on, a again, country road. And my best girl's beside me. Not those other girls that I'm seeing, but my best girl's there. I don't know. You win 1950s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get fresh later to this song, right? I'm going to ask her to the sock hop, go steady with me. Kate, do you have a visual when you... I mean, I always hear songs with visuals because we grew up in the video generation. So what visual do you get, Kate, when you hear this song? 
Is that a fair question? No, I think it is. I think it is. I think this is so linked to that concert experience for me that that's all I can see. Plus, <laughs> when I think about heaven, all I can think about is like that um, Philadelphia cream cheese lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the all right. So we got Brian Adams with the Philadelphia I cream cheese. <laughs> I, I don't know where I'm going when... This life's all over, but that's what I picture it like. Is there'll be there'll cheese. be the Phil the Alfred will be there, and the Philadelphia cream cheese lady will be there, and then just Brian Adams. I can't do doing, anything else with Evan. Yeah, Brian Adams doing. Brian. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> so when were you introduced to um to Brian Adams? Was was it like when you were in high school in the nineties or? Yeah, I probably yeah. Okay, like I mean, I probably. I probably knew some of his stuff from the yeah. 80s as well, but became a fan in the 90s. Okay. My cousin, I think a lot, like my cousin was a little bit older. She was that cousin that I idolized oh, too, yeah. you know, you had that cousin too. Like I would go over and she would let me use her hairspray, those kinds of things, you oh, know. Okay. So she was into Brian Adams. So there was probably a little influence there of like okay. my older. Oh, yeah. What about you, Frank? Mine, so same sort of um, thing. I was probably knew of Brian Adams a little bit through the 80s and everything, but it was when the uh, Waking Up the Neighbors uh, CD came out. And I have an older sister, so she also let me use her hairspray and, and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and st- <laughs> so she had the CD and it was all obviously the uh, everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah. 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 So that was a uh, that was my introduction into Brian Adams. And then you'd think, then you start hearing these songs. It's like, oh, that's Brian Adams. Oh, that's Brian Adams. I said with my perfectly hairsprayed hair. <laughs> that's right. Don't let a match Final you for 15 feet. <laughs> <laughs> my introduction to Brian Adams was through, I think, my neighbor, Carrie, who would put a ghetto blaster in her window against the screen facing out, which okay. is kind of odd, right? If you're, but well, it was the, the reverse uh, say anything. Right. So it's just like, I want the whole neighborhood to hear, even though- Well, she our, was waking up the neighbors. Was, <laughs> she literally was waking up the neighbors. It was facing, and it wasn't facing the neighborhood, it was just facing our house. She was a corner lot, and yeah. we were right beside her. And so she'd play like Carmen Chameleon and that sort of, so oh, okay. I was young. And so Summer 69 would come on. I thought oh, it was okay. like one of the greatest songs I ever heard. Yeah. And then Heaven also came out that year, and so she'd play it, and it just kind of gave me this sort of summer vibe. Yeah. Where it's just like you could hear this, and like just the wind kind of, the warm wind blows against you. Yeah. And, and you're in that truck with your best girl. No, I'm young and wild and <laughs> oh, free. Right. But by, by young and wild, I mean I'm about seven years old, eight years old at this point. So yeah, there's no best girl. But you're, you, you have that absolutely right, like, that album has complete summer vibes. Oh, yeah. Well, Summer 69, obviously. Heaven has summer vibes about it. I can't remember the other songs. Reckless but, you know. is a great album. Oh, yeah. There's so many good songs on there. And um, without Heaven, it's not the album. Yeah. It, like, there's no question. This is so good. Well, this was his first number one. Here's the crazy part. Number one in the U.S. Yeah. How far? Do you know how far it made up in Canada? It was like number eight. Eleven. Or eight. Eleven. <laughs> you want to know what was number one? What's that? Never Surrender. Oh. oh. Well, that's not bad. Well, this is the thing. So, Corey Hart, Brian Adams, they, they, there's not a rivalry because Corey Hart's an awesome guy. Yeah. And so is Brian Adams. And neither of them would ever see each other this way. Yeah. So, Never Surrender is number one. 
Heaven was at 11, but Heaven ends up going gold in Canada as a single. So I think mm-hmm. it just stays on the radio, gets played all the time, yeah. and sells like crazy, but never reaches that like number one. But it's number one in terms of just being yeah. ever-present. Yeah. And in a way, Never Surrender makes it to number three in the States, not number one. And it, it's big in Canada, but it doesn't have that staying power, although it's also an awesome oh, song. Oh, such a good song. But heaven and never surrender out at the same time. How incredible is that? Yeah. Yeah. That's bonkers. So first number one in the States. And he has about four number ones, I think. I was looking through that today. Yeah. But um, in order to get that number one, the States demanded a second video. Oh, yeah. So we need to talk about these videos. So there's two videos for the song. The one that I'm most familiar with is the one with the tvs yeah where where everything is uh like all the the seats in the in the stadium or the venue are all tvs and that's like the faces are fans or whatever and then his band are all tvs or something like that yeah and all i could think about in watching it lately is like okay so they had to have a tv in every single seat and that means they had to have each of those tv plugged into an electrical outlet yeah and I was just thinking, how do you even do this? I mean, just imagine the strain on the grid. Well, it'd be crazy because <laughs> these TVs from the 80s were like, these, are, and they were heavy. So someone had to carry every one of these TVs into this, I don't know if it was Massey Hall or wherever they were, but they had to carry these TVs in, which would be super heavy. Yeah. And so they had to do this whole filming of an audience listening to him and then putting them on there. Yeah. But then also putting them on there, if you're filming a TV, and you remember this back when you'd have a video camera trying yeah, to get yeah. a TV, is you'd see those weird lines yeah, come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, from, uh, well, from the film, right? Well, I think it's I because think. of the Big Bang and the, how there's, there's, there's some sort of echo. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <that's right. laughs> I, don't, I don't science so good. Okay, yeah. But there's this weird band coming up. Yeah. I think that's in the video. I think we see that. I'm not... I, I, I'm... But if not, then you got some serious work to do because each of those TVs needs to be superimposed with an image. Yeah, which I don't think they're doing in 1985. <laughs> yeah. So, and then behind him, of course, is the band, including our man Keith Scott, and he's playing, and so is the, all the other usuals in Brian Adams' band. But Brian Adams is the only one not on TV. But get this, you two, I'm watching it on a TV. So Brian Adams is on TV. Oh, I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking to the band U two. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, you two people. I am now the viewer watching this, or am I the one on the TV that he's singing to? You, you get what I'm throwing down? <laughs> like my TV my brain exception. just exploded. Well, because I might be one of the people in the TV looking out at Brian Adams, who's actually singing, or is Brian Adams the one in the TV with all the TVs? I mean. <laughs> There's a TV in There's the TV a, in the TV. Can I call out Dave Kitchener, a frequent nine-time <laughs> guest at this point? Yeah. It's time to put this as an essay topic. There's no way an AI program is going to be able to do this. Get the kids writing. I want to hear an essay. No, I want to read. I would read. love to hear a kid's essay on this. <laughs> yeah, this, this. Challenge is out there. So actually, anyone listening to us, you can write your own essay on this and reach out to us on our socials or at our email that's conveniently located in our show notes. Read the show notes, please, people. (laughs) 
So that is the video. I thought it was the first video, but turns out it was the second, second video, video that yeah. got nominated. I love that video, but yeah. there was a first video that you two have seen. Oh, sorry. I say you two and you're going to think I'm talking about Bono. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's this video that you two have also seen. Yes. Yes. So it starts off with, with this guy taking a breathalyzer for a DUI. And his his best girl is sitting there on the side of the car, just looking upset about everything. Oh, she's not mad. I mean, she's not upset. She's pissed. Oh yeah. <laughs> is it his best girl or is that his daughter? No, no. I think it's I his think, best girl. I think it's his girl. Was his best girl? Yeah. Until he got a Dewey. Till, <laughs> well, till she glances across the street and sees that there's a Brian Adams concert tonight. I gotta believe that it was actually sold out, but I don't know how she gets in, but. She gets into the show. Did she buy a ticket? They don't go into that in the in the video at all. They don't show her trying to uh, uh, buy a ticket at the box office or anything. So she gets there. She doesn't even get front row seats. No. No, and that's what I find to be the most confusing part. Is she the girl? Is she the is she the girl in the song? The girl from his past? But why? Oh, that makes sense. So I Brian Adams know. is singing to her, but he recognized her. I thought he just fell in love with someone at a concert, which I feel has some ethical dilemmas. I've done as that before. He has a power relationship and all this as a that, singer. I mean, I don't know if that's what it is, but that was the only connection I could see that like made any sense to the song and why the DUI was there. <laughs> yeah, the, the Dewey makes no sense to me. <laughs> well, I think because it's the mid-80s, it's a warning. Yeah, that's right? true. The, it's a cautionary tale. Basically, it was an after-school special <laughs> or a very special episode yeah. of the Brian Adams music video. So, But I think, Kate, you'll understand that if he really wanted to reach out to her, he should have just asked her to come up on stage and play tambourine. Obviously, exactly. I know. There's such an easier way. <laughs> but the... Uh, um, but the video goes on. So he's basically singing to her and they're locking eyes. And then the song ends and she just runs away. Right? Yeah. Well, he appears to be chasing after her. He yeah. runs up a flight of stairs. The doors are locked. He can't get out. He comes back down, goes to a, another door, looking through the window. And there's like, it's turned into a blizzard. Yeah. And that's where it ends. Like, yeah. we don't know. I guess it's a cold Canadian winter and he just can't. <laughs> Well, this is the strange part because it was raining earlier <laughs> and now it's a blizzard because when, when the, the guy's doing his sort of walking on the on the line, yeah, yeah. it just seems to be a wet Vancouver day. Yeah. But you got a blizzard. Now you have a lot of ice out there. Yeah. It's not – like th- there needs to be another video to go along with this. There needs to be a video explaining exactly what, what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly – the video for Thought I Died and Gone to Heaven from Waking Up the Neighbors yeah. should have been a sequel to the Heaven it video. It could have been, yeah. Because if it's Thought I Died, it could put the blizzard in context. Yeah. I just made that up right on the spot there. I couldn't tell. Uh, All right, well, should we go into categories? Yeah. Let's talk about the mixtape. Let's start mixtape first. All right. Can we do that? Yes. Now, I feel that all of us ought to have the exact same song on our mixtape. Oh, if it's Hands by Jewel, then yes. Sorry. <laughs> so, but I want Kate to go first. Yeah, guess Kate's, goes first. Guess goes oh, first. Oh, boy. And then Frank and I will we'll have to cast lots to see who goes next. Yeah, I'm, I have a pen here ready to cross off the songs that you may have put on your list that's on mine. All right, Kate, take it away. Well, I tried. I, st- I started with a heavenly theme, but then it just... It's only, it's sort of closely related. 
So I have, I just died in your arms tonight. Nice okay. one. Yeah. Um, and then heaven is a place on earth. That's the one that <laughs> yeah. all of yeah. us needed yeah. to have. That's, on. that's all mine. That's too. the one. All that right. is the perfect, okay. uh, yeah, that's all a right. perfect song. Yeah. Uh, and I have Waiting for a Girl Like You. Oh, Foreigner. That number yeah. two song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually forgot. I read that bit about Faithfully and then forgot that piece of trivia until you just said that. Then I just picked these last two because they, you know, because... It's a mixtape. Because it's a mixtape yeah. and it's closely related. Nothing's going to stop us now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And living on a prayer. Okay. I think just both Mostly match. because I I just want to put a plug in for living on a prayer for a future we, we, episode. We, okay. I think, All right. Yeah. Okay. You're going to, you want to be here back for living on a prayer? No, you don't have to have sure? me back. Be, oh, but, well, we're going to have you back. <laughs> Who else have you back for a song you actually like? Yeah. Who are we going to have on that? All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Noted. Living on a prayer. Well, I mean, they match very well. Yes. Nothing's going to stop us now. I feel has that vibe of the lyrics in um, Heaven. Yeah. Yeah, I think he says nothing's going to stop us. Doesn't he say that? Well, the only thing that stopped him was the uh, the doors and the snowstorm from getting <laughs> to his girl, right? That's right. That's okay. And the only thing that stops uh, Andrew McCarthy is that the girl's a mannequin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so many things. Wow. I feel like we have an English essay at a possibly grade 10, 11 level ready to be yeah. written here. <laughs> and Living on a Prayer has some heaven vibes to it. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Prayers, heaven. There's a connection. All right, Frank. You want to throw down your mixtape? I'm going to let you go first. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. All right, so my Belinda Carlisle has a scratch on it because you've already used it. (laughs) So does mine. Okay. All right, I got a song that I think you two ought to love. Yeah. I know I love it. I'm coming to realize I love this band. Oh, I do love it. Who is yes, this? It is. It's this. The City of Angels? No. Yes. Nicholas Cage? Is that is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Goo Goo Dolls. I know it's Goo Goo Dolls. I got to come I mean. to grips with it. I'm a Goo Goo Dolls fan. I lo- they're the open-hearted music. I love this song. I don't know if we can be friends yeah, anymore. I'm sorry. It's so good. And this song is so good. And it's from a movie that... What I love about this movie is it's taken from... Chris Newkirk's favorite movie, which is Wings of Desire, which I found okay. unwatchable. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> you lent it to me. And then you're like, I knew I needed to see this movie that was this famous uh, Wim Wenders movie, and it's supposed to be all these special things. I'm like, yeah. oh, I can't get through this. And this is Nicolas Cage remake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's so, it is Meg Ryan, and they're like, we're going to put the Goo Goo Dolls on the soundtrack. Yeah. And this song is so good. Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. I love this song. Nope. And I Well, <laughs> thank, you, Frank thank you, Kate, for supporting me in this. <laughs> oh, my god! This gosh. is the second time I put Goo Goo Dolls on, and don't you worry, I won't remember your name, or I want to remember your name, whatever that song is. That's coming up on a mixtape <laughs> oh, at some geez. point. You, it serves you well for all the jewel you you've done to me. The, you should remember the name of the song. <laughs> I love Iris. I love that song. So anyways, Fallen Angels, Heaven, When We Dance by Sting, which I love. Okay. Angel Eyes, Jeff Healy Band. Oh, that's on my oh. list. Nice. 
Okay. And then because Heaven is a Place on Earth got taken, I put Dream Come True by Frozen Ghost. Oh, okay. I love that song. Love that song. All right. So my mine is a, uh, it's called my a Celestial Mix. Celestial. <laughs> so Angel of the Morning. Oh, good one. Oh, but the Chrissy Hine version. Oh. Uh, no, I love- Kate and I want you to put Juice Newton on. Yeah, nope. <laughs> okay. Um, the Hole of the Moon, The Water Boys. Oh, that's a no, this really song. good song. Um, Waiting for a Star to Fall, Boy oh, Meets Girl. I do like that one. Uh, Just Like Heaven, The Cure. Heaven by Warrant. Oh. <laughs> How Do You Talk to an Angel oh. by The Heights. Oh, nice. <laughs> And just because you called it out, Angel Standing By by Jewel. Oh, I don't even know that song. It's on It's on her first album. It's uh, it, it wasn't a single or anything, but it's, uh, yeah, that's gonna, making it. You know what I'm going to dedicate to you? Devil in the Skies by Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is this is how much I just want to, the screw you to you for putting Iris by the Google Dolls. I put jewel on instead of finishing it with new consolation by toad the wet sprocket no one put faithfully by journey on huh well that's not celestial (laughs) 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 oh good i feel good about that mixtape all right (laughs) and you can find the mixtape in the show notes and i put a challenge to our listeners hit the like button on spotify so (laughs) i know somebody has gotten one like i don't want to talk about that right now but i do want to reach out to say hey hit a like on there all right uh okay next category our classic category should michael bolton cover this song i think michael bolton can and should fair enough i wholeheartedly agree with frank i think michael bolton would do this song really nice Okay, because it's such a nice song. He'd make a nice version. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) All right. Can you imagine any versions that would be kind of wild? I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I think Tom Waits could do a version of this (laughs) that would just totally throw the whole world in uh, disarray. Yeah, that's true. I actually thought, but was wrong. I thought that. Remix version that came out in sort of the early 2000s. I thought that was Jessica Simpson, mm. who I thought this is all like, who also covered the Berlin Take my song. breath away, yeah. And I was doing all this, like, looking for that connection, but turns out it's not Jessica Simpson at all. So it turns, so the name of the DJ, singer, uh, yeah, DJ Sammy, I think, yeah, DJ Sammy turned mix, out to be. And I think Yanu is one of yeah. the people there, but the name of the singer is. Do or do, D-O, do, which is impossible to find on Spotify. I'm like, oh, do heaven. No, what did that give me? <laughs> this is the worst. This S- the worst search version, engine like- optimization, the worst. <laughs> Why would you pick a name that is the shortest possible verb in the English language? Yeah. Well, I think it's fair enough. I don't think she's an English singer, but do, impossible. <laughs> I had to go to her website and then hit the Spotify link to find her version. <laughs> and it turns out they don't even have her version on because it's like got that grayed out oh, part. Okay, yeah. We have the whole album like heaven piano mix I'm like oh, yeah. oh but then i realized it was a dj sammy yanu mix oh okay which surprisingly is awesome 
And Brian Adams is a fan of it too. Yeah, but yeah, I listened yeah. to it a few times today. I'm like, wait a sec. I think I like this. And usually I'm uh You don't yeah, the 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 dance remixes you're not a big fan of. Yeah. Usually. But I I like it. Yeah. There's also a uh, version, uh, Ruben, Ruben Stuttered from uh, the second season of American Idol, did the song, but with Boys to Men. I'm not going to say no to it. I'm not going to say no to much that Boys <laughs> to Men does, though. <laughs> There's a Hallmark movie thing. It's so tough to talk about a Hallmark movie when Night in Heaven has disturbed the whole movie universe about <laughs> yeah, this. But, but there, there's no conflict in this song, right? It, no. It's, I mean, there is a reference of conflict in the past, but because he's like gone down that road before and he keeps coming back to her because, you know, it, it implies that he strayed but has come back to the girl. Okay, but that is a Hallmark movie. Yeah. It's on a country road. Oh, oh yeah, no, this right. is a con- this is a Hallmark movie. Yeah, with his best girl. Yeah, and there's no male stripper thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> but there could be. What if it's a reverse Hallmark movie? Like, man gets DUI, has to leave the big city, go back, to, <laughs> yeah. go back to the small town where he's from, where he has to strip to make a living. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Hey, Hallmark, reach out to us. Uh, not like lawyers reach out, yeah. and, uh, you know, to tell us to never use your term again. We can call it uh, a night in heaven, too. It's an Allmark <laughs> Hallmark after dark. Yeah. This is the true Hallmark after dark. I'm excited about this. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we're at our movie podcast. <laughs> karaoke. You're singing this at karaoke. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. I, we got to reach out to Austin, our karaoke friend. Yeah. He's the man who will be able to really nail this. All right. Uh, I hesitate to ask this, but I'm going to... Where on a date would you play this song? Like, other than when I'm driving on a country road? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, your, with your best with girl. With my best girl? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, it's not a first date song. Well, I mean, it's after an established relationship, I think. Is this a first kiss song? Uh, no. Uh, it's, it's, really? It's after that. Oh, yeah. oh okay, you two. <laughs> yeah, this oh. is like... You're not going for first kiss on this. All right. No, I don't I don't think... Uh, I don't think it's going to play in the first 15 minutes of one of my dates. <laughs> That's why my dates only last 16 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, th- I think this is this is a this is a second third date song. Okay, it doesn't. Kate? It's Brian Adams isn't like it's one of the more <laughs> euphemistic songs that Brian Adams Explain has on this. All right, Kate, have you never played this with Dave? <laughs> do you, do, you guys haven't? 
On any of your dates? I can tell you it wasn't on their wedding play mix. It, no, it wasn't, wasn't on the wedding playlist. No, it wasn't. It would be a great slow Living song. Living on a prayer dance. was, though. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it right. was. I think it's a great... Well, this is... I know I'm, I'm jumping all over the place here, but I think there's a great wedding song mix to put in for a slow dance. Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Great slow dance song. Did you ever slow dance to this song, like at a school dance or anything? <sighs> no. We, we went to a school where, that they didn't have school dances. Oh, okay. <laughs> You and I went to that school, Frank. <laughs> you were there. Oh, no, I'm talking like grade seven, grade eight oh, dances. Okay. Sorry, I was like, Frank, oh. Was, oh, yeah. did I not get invited to school dances? You were there? Like, I thought there were secret dances yeah. that Bill oh, wasn't allowed grade to Grade eight yeah. is Stairway to Heaven, 17 oh, yeah. minutes. <laughs> oh, Stairway to Heaven. You, oh, that poor girl that always got paired with me during Stairway to Heaven. I felt so bad for her because I'm just so sweaty. <laughs> Heaven would have been a great song. I think it's uh, it's time to reinstitute it. So uh, yeah, all you DJs out there for school dances, it's time to put Heaven in there. Yes, absolutely. Even it's the Yanu Do version. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, there is a category we haven't talked about in so long. For a long time. Would Chris Newkirk like this song? I'm going to say yes. I think he's nostalgic about the song for some reason. Katie, Kate, you you're a really good friend with, with Chris, right? Tell us about our I friend Chris. I feel like Chris I know Chris met, from the podcast once. experience, but I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe on one occasion I met Chris. I'm not sure though. So, with your vast knowledge of Chris Newkirk, would he like this song? Yes. Okay. And not only that, Chris Newkirk has a story that goes along with this song. Welcome back, Chris Newkirk, to the podcast. Thank you for having me back, Bill. I know that you once told me a story about this song. I did tell you a story. Um, so I like this song because it has special memories. It was 1986. I was 16 years old. I guess I've probably kissed girls, Yeah. But I had not fallen in love, as it were, uh, using love very loosely and broadly, of course. Um, but I was at this like national denominational youth retreat thing, this church camp in Colorado. Churches flew and drove people in RVs and buses to this thing. So it was people from all over the country. But you know, you kind of just went to meet other boys and girls. Anyway, my last night there, I had met a, I guess, that, I guess during the day or during the week, I met this girl from South Dakota. But that evening after dinner, we made a point to somehow I think, meet for dinner at some cafeteria or other, right? And then we, um, we made plans to meet up after and we walked around. So that evening after dinner, we walked around the campus together and talked and talked. And then we walked around the campus talking and holding hands and then we walked around campus talking holding hands and then laying on our backs in the grass watching shooting stars like for real yeah it was special it was so special bill um and then we were you know making out and making out and making out which was it's like dopamine hit after dopamine hit to a 16 year old right so of course i think now i'm in love and then we were walking around holding hands making out and sharing a walkman and listening to heaven by Brian Adams. And you know, like uh, first you're swapping listens. Uh, so I listen, she listens. 
And then we were each sharing a headphone. So I had the right and she had the left, or I had the left and she had the right. I don't know. And, you know, your heads have to touch. And we were this like kissing cloud of cheap perfume and even cheaper cologne that was soundtracked by this trite but epic love jam that is Heaven by Brian Adams. It was, it was a moment I will never, ever forget. It was my first like big romantic moment and then we had to say our goodbyes and then it was letters for a while and then you know life moves on so coming to the end of the episode kate thank you so so much for joining us again this was Super fun. Okay. Thanks, Frank. My it was my pleasure to be here. I'm gonna say it's it was fun. It's also really nice. <laughs> How nice. <laughs> Very nice. So nice. We love to have you back, Kate. Yes. All right. Okay. But it was also really nice that everyone was listening along with us. And this has been a fantastic journey. This whole podcast thing that uh Bill and I have been doing. And it's a little bit surreal. You know, sometimes I'm finding it hard to believe that we're in heaven doing this podcast. And to be honest, you listeners are all that we want, all that we need. Thanks for listening to Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. Oh, that was so sweet. Oh, that's the best ending ever. (laughs) 